Hi, I'm Jenry Toll, and you're listening to the Rochester Post podcast with Matt Wyatt. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm joined, like you heard, by my friend Jenry Toll from the Rochester Opera House and the Rochester Performance and Arts Center. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I've wanted to do this for so long, and I'm glad that we finally like I found know. a chance in our schedules to actually <laughs> it's make so this work. It's so good to see your face. It's almost like you have a lot of work to do. Just a titch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but that's exciting because, you know, for the past year and a half, two years, it's it's been spinning wheels and trying to find ways to not just keep busy, but find ways to make the Opera House and RPAC better, more engaging and available to the community. Mm-hmm. So now we can get those ducks that we were putting in a row out in the out in the river. Well, it's funny. So for anybody that hasn't heard me talk about this ad nauseum on the show, <laughs> I used to work for the Rochester Opera House. So Jenry and I had a chance to work together on a lot of different things. And um, when right before COVID hit, we were having like the most profitable years ever or it's a non-profit so it's not technically profitable years (laughs) but we were we were selling the most tickets we were raising the most money that we had ever done in like over 20 years since since the late 90s basically Mm -hmm. so and then covid hit and how for anybody that doesn't know like how did that affect this business and i know because i lost my job we all did but (laughs) um and i found another job obviously but like how did this affect so many people and how is it still affecting people that work in entertainment sure it um well i i was supposed to start full-time at the opera house on april 1st of 2020 i was furloughed on march 15th (laughs) um so it was It was a really scary time, especially in performing arts um, and in the film industry as well, film and movies. Um, We have such uh, a a huge um, industry with with performing arts and with film in New England. Um, And everything just shut down and there were no answers of when anything could happen, how anything could happen. Um, And for nonprofits, especially in performing and visual arts, to stay open, we have to continually be doing shows, bringing in events, bringing in rentals. And so we went from a a, a good budget to keep that going and staying kind of just like on that black line to just the bottom dropping out. Um, A lot of our staff, not knowing if they could have a job, moved on to other arenas. and and uh, and then found that they were making really good money and they had their weekends off. So yeah. so a lot of people that had been working in the theater just didn't come back. Yeah, and I think that goes beyond just the performance arts and visual arts, but also like restaurants. Like oh, they're yeah. still struggling to get help now because people moved on to other other sources of I know. income. Side note: Please be kind to your servers. They are yeah, doing their like, very best. Tip your wait staff <laughs> for God's sakes. Yeah. Like you know, it, would it kill you? You know. Right. <laughs> um, so if you if you have the means to go out to eat, you know, remember the person that's making a low wage to be there for exactly. you and to try Oof. to juggle all these things at once with no staff and mm-hmm. limited kitchen staff as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we kind of all lost our jobs there. We never really had a chance to like work full full time together like there had been productions and different things like that and you had been at RPAC and and doing the summer camps and everything and like really like knocking it out of the park um 
so like it's are you starting to see some of that stuff come back now our audience is coming back we're starting to see a want and need especially for youth programming for family friendly shows um, it, it's been it's been a bit of a struggle I think people are struggling financially and still unsure if they want to come back into mm -hmm. a theater space so we're, we're offering you know initiatives that we can we're we're starting a partnership with um we're restarting our partnership with the rochester public library to offer great tickets to the theater we're offering tickets at the mobile food pantry with gather great uh to productions just to to kind of let let our audience who may be struggling know that we're here to support them we have their back well i love the accessibility piece to that because especially with like gather in the library it's giving people an opportunity to go to the theater or to a concert that may not otherwise have access exactly. to exactly so yeah pretty awesome um you have so many things going on though i was just on your website and I made a little list here um, of things that I wanted to touch on because I just want to make sure that we're covering the <laughs> wide breadth of the, just to give people an idea of how much work that people in nonprofits actually do. Sure. So first I wanted to start with summer theater because, or, or just summer shows in general. Yeah, we're back, baby. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the first time in in almost 20 years that we've had a summer season. Yeah. Which is yeah. super fun. And we're coming back with The Sound of Music, which is the last show that was performed in the summer series. Yeah, and for those that don't know, Maria Von Trapp actually came to the opera house to see the sound of music on stage in the in I the mid 70s just thinking about she it was and, and some the of building. the von trapp children yeah like it, there's a photo somewhere if i can find it i'll post it on facebook or something but um it's just so great to see that that's come back because i know that people are going to love it right yeah it's just a so classic. you have sound of music yep sound of music is running july 29th through august 21st that's going to round out the end of the summer series uh, next week from when we are uh, recording this podcast we are the regional premiere of the play that goes wrong and i am super yeah. stoked i can't wait yeah, yeah yeah i can't wait because that is such a funny show and it is good for everyone it's something that everyone can enjoy oh, full of belly laughs i think there are 30 spit takes the entire set falls down yeah yeah not yeah. to spoiler alert uh, <laughs> a lot of things go wrong <laughs> yeah who is directing so um, I am directing the play that goes wrong. It's been a dream play of mine. Um, Mischief Theater, who created the play that goes wrong. It's still on Broadway. Longest yeah. running play on Broadway. Really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. And it's branched out into a YouTube series and other plays. Um, but it's just, it just struck me because it's, if Monty Python, Spamalot, and like a really good farcical play had a baby. Yeah. It's just the <laughs> nexus of all of those things. And I can't read through the play without belly laughing. Yeah. So, it, it is really that good. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm so excited that you're directing again, too, because um, you're such a good director. Oh, thank and, you. <laughs> but what people, if people don't know, though, you're also a, like a kick-ass performer, too, and singer. Like, because oh. I've seen in uh, Gay Bride of Frankenstein and or whatever we were calling it, because I yeah. know it was like some... Gay Bride. Yeah, gay Bride, yes. Yeah. But like, you were fantastic in that show. You stole every scene. It was the blue hair. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so get, like, don't walk, run to go get your tickets to that show. You have a, f a couple other things. You have Santa Music, The Play That Goes Wrong. Yes. Um, and th so that's, that's our Broadway main stage series nice. at the Opera House. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. Very yeah. Oh, good. and then we'll have soon to be announced. Um, Lee Minot is coming back 
for our summer drag series. Uh, we're, we haven't um, announced the date, but it is coming back. It's, this it is, is an exclusive yeah, on this, this is, show. This is, yes, this Finally. is the Rochester Post exclusive. <laughs> Finally. I came, uh, was it last summer for one of those shows? And I had a blast. Oh, yeah. So it was And it's, it is, fun. again, good for, it's, it's a friendly show, teens, adults, seniors. Um, yeah. So there's something for everybody there. We have a new popcorn machine upstairs. It's a bop. And those queens like turned it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. We have some of the best queens coming up from Boston, down from Portland. Yeah. Like that's amazing. why that's why we had to extend out because they are booked and blessed. Yeah. Yeah. For for the finally. For, yeah. Yeah. Because like like you said, no one's been working for the past two years, right. so it's like people are busy. <laughs> like and support these people by by buying a ticket yeah. and, and showing up. Um, summer camp too. This is how oh, I know yeah. you is summer yeah. camp. Summer so, camp starts Tuesday. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. For, for any any campers, parents, or humans listening, yeah. not Monday. Take that day. Yeah. Do with it what you will. Yeah. We'll start Tuesday. Yeah. Enjoy the fireworks, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. So, and um, and there's still room for registration? There's still room for registration, even even to next week's camp. Um, that's a, a two-week session starting, and we have sessions running all the way through, I believe, August 12th, and for ages 5 through 17. So, for those that don't know, tell me a little bit more about what summer theater camp is what that means to young yeah people. I, I love the format of our summer theater camp um, because normally you think of theater camp you're gonna do Annie Junior mm-hmm. one person is Annie and everybody else is like wet cat mad yeah. because they play an orphan <laughs> um, so what we do is more I call it conservatory style so each day we have a lesson in in the arts that we learn. Some of that is acting, some of it is movement and dance, some of it is scenic painting, how to make something flat look like a rock wall. Yeah. Um, so we get a little visual art, we get a little performing art, um, and then we put that into practice immediately during the day by something I call workshop, which is where we write our own show. Mm-hmm. So one day we may be exploring how to create a character, and then we create a character that will be in the show. And so there's a lot more emotional buy-in for youth and teens because it's something that they've created they know why it's important so even if they're not the lead role they know why it's important to be this role and if somebody isn't very comfortable being up on stage or doesn't like to be they don't have to be there's so many more places in theater for people to be than on the stage yeah um and as a witness to this I've seen some of the quietest kids come in at the beginning of the week and by the end of the session they are like the star of the show and it's like I can't right. believe the transformation not only that but the parents come in and watch it and they see mm-hmm. this show that their kids created from soup to nuts and like they're shocked at the fact that they're introverted kid that doesn't you know maybe doesn't do that well in school maybe doesn't have a lot of friends is now like surrounded by a bunch of other kids that also struggle with certain things right (laughs) some are really outgoing and and like you just see them for their true selves yeah yeah and it's really it's a cool process to watch it's it's cool to be a part of it's really fun i think about um we had one of the first camps i did over at rpac we had um a, a, a camper who was there because basketball camp was full Yes. Um, and yeah. was like, I'm like, not a dancer. I'm not a singer. I'm not and into by this. The it's end, not cool. By yeah. the end, like he's in a tap program now with one of the Tri City dance companies. Like, like, come on, yeah. Like seriously, yeah. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> um, my favorite thing about.
about when we would do summer camp when I worked there was because I was in the office, so I didn't get to do all the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was in the office, but I always wanted to be able to give you a break. So I would come in and do hide and seek with the kids. And it was like you were camp favorite. It's like the highlight of my week <laughs> was to say, okay, the whole building is, you know, like everything is off. Like you're, you're allowed to hide anywhere you want to. We're going to play hide and seek. All of you hide everywhere. And I'm going to like struggle, like seriously struggle to find them yeah. because they would be so good at that, that I would right. have to give up after a certain point. Right. Like there was a time where I like just could not find them. And I was preparing myself right. to like have to like call their parents because like <laughs> I'm kidding, but like. Uh, and the prize was always that I would take you to the concession stand and let you a pick out whatever full size candy bar you wanted. Yeah. So like, and we never told the parents. Yeah. Oops. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> There's no way they're listening. No. Yeah, it's fine. I remember there was one one camper. I I think he's he took the cake. Was he just put his hood up and was sitting at one of the high top tables yeah. in the window on his cell phone and Matt walked by him 30 times yeah, just I not even I thought they thinking. just like weren't playing like uh, and yeah the kids just like brilliant. fooling me the whole time <laughs> I thought they, they like just weren't into it so and then it's like oh here I am hoods down it's like where's my candy bar so um, yeah super fun uh, a lot of great memories of summer camp and just seeing the shows and stuff so if somebody wants to know more about how to sign their kid up or or even just to come and kind of check it out or talk to you what what how would you point them right. in the right direction there, there are so many different ways um you can you can go to our website which is rochesteroperahouse.com click on that rpac button at the top and it'll take you to all the programs there for the summer um you can reach out by phone which is 603-948-1099 or you can reach out on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Great. We're happy to answer any questions. And the most important thing, if I can mention anything today, it is that we have an incredible financial assistance and scholarship program. Oh, good. Through donations, through fundraisers that we do throughout the year. So if that is something that is holding you back from giving us a call for getting your smaller humans into our programs, please reach out because that is available. We we really try to stick to our arts for all mission. Yeah. Well, and to support some of those scholarships is Porch Fest. Yeah. Which is like one of the best events downtown. So tell for anybody that has not is living under a rock and doesn't know about this, tell people more about what Porch Fest is. Yeah, Porch Fest, which I believe is the brainchild of one Matt Wyatt. Um No, I can't take credit for that. (laughs) Or part of it. Part of it. You're the one that you're one of the people that got that kicked off. And it's it's so cool. I think this is our sixth year or seventh year of Porch Fest. Wow, really? I know. Um, But it is it is the last Sunday of September and we have anywhere from 50 to 60 bands volunteer their time. Um, We have a couple waves through the day. We go from 12 noon to 5 p.m. where we just have local and regional bands, incredibly talented, every genre of music Mm -hmm. playing everywhere across downtown Rochester. We we are in parking lots. We are at the City Hall Annex. We are on the front stoop of a building that is closed down for revitalization. Yeah, yeah. Every nook and cranny basically has a band or someone playing guitar, at least. I mean, and then basically the point is that you get out of your car, you park, maybe you get lunch, maybe you get a drink, you walk around, and you get to basically for free hear all these amazing bands that are in your 
in your local community. Right. And so. and we um, during that time, we offer, we call them all-access wristbands. For $10, you get a wristband. And just like you were saying, Matt, like walking around to restaurants, a lot of downtown restaurants will offer $3 drink special or yeah. $10, 10% off of your bill yeah. um, as, as part of that perk for the all-access wristband. And 100% of the, the money raised from those wristbands go to our scholarship program. So yeah. we can offer camps, classes, workshops, private lessons. Yeah, yeah, so cool. To anybody so, who needs it. It's a great event for a great cause, and it's a lot of fun. It's totally worth coming into. So stay tuned for more. I'm sure that will be on the oh, website yeah. once the planning starts and everything. Yeah. Because you're coming right up. It's coming yeah, fast. It's yeah, it's coming really fast. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. And uh, another thing that I think is really cool that started after I left, um, so thankfully I didn't have to organize it or anything, <laughs> is pack the house. Yes. Yes. So yeah. this is this is your thing. This is like your your project, correct? Right. Yeah. So so one thing that I really wanted to bring to the table at the Opera House is community engagement and being able to provide for our community, um, whether that's through entertainment or being able to support and partner with other places that help throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, we, we spoke with gather New Hampshire, um, about possibilities. They're in the area a lot now. Um, and we kind of talked about how awesome Phil the hall is at the music hall in Portsmouth. And we're just kind of brainstorming. Could that happen in Rochester at the opera house? What would that look like? We have not as many, but a similar amount of seats, do we think that our community, one, would support it and two, benefit from it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to try that out last year yeah. in the fall. And um, a little different where it's just Gather that that benefits from Fill the Hall, um, we decided to partner with four different um, yeah. food resources yeah. here in Rochester. And so we divide divided everything evenly, food and funds. Yeah, And That's we were, awesome. and, and so, yeah, so in October, our, it was our goal to fill... All 750 seats. We have a few more, but we say 750. Right. So my, my goal is yeah. like 836, it's I like think. It's like something cra- And historically, it was 1,000 right. before the balcony stairs. Were yeah. There. yeah. So it was our goal to fill all of those seats with either a bag of food or the funds for a bag of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to do that and more. I think we had... 30,000 pounds of food and I think about $30,000 raised. That is amazing. Which is incredible. And, and it's, it's great. Yeah. But it, it also only feeds our community for a week and a half. All that effort. It it, it just gives you an idea of how much work it takes just to do a week's worth of food. It's like, so consider donating yeah whether it be funds yeah. or or goods uh, yeah you know, that'll I, be in the fall October 8th we're also this year um, adding uh, um, a theater for youth performance so it'll be a kid-friendly show bring your whole family bring a bag of food watch the show for free nice. and then be on your way to for the rest of your weekend yeah, yeah. that's awesome super yeah. excited about it yeah don't know what show yet but it'll be a, an exclusive yeah on your podcast oh even better that's <laughs> two exclusives one episode if anybody's counting um so now that we have all the business aside yeah i want to talk about you Oh no! Yes, done, done, done. Yeah. Uh, I no, I you think today a whole lot of people love you very much. Yeah. <laughs> We're all here yeah. to try to get you back on track. Yeah. Um, no, I just I want to talk about you, and how did you get involved in not just the opera house, but how did you get involved in 
productions, entertainment. What 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 possessed you <laughs> <laughs> to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I was very very shy when I was a kid. Um, I was also in a in a food insecure household, single mother, you know, in hey 80s, latchkey kid yep. kind of thing, um, uh, and had a lot of support and resources from places like Gather, from places like RPAC, yeah. um, where, where when we couldn't afford shows or to be a part of ski club, um, I was able to be in choir and I liked that because I was contributing but nobody was looking at me per se right because you were in a group exactly yeah Yeah. and then um I I didn't start like I performed in like high school musicals and everything and I was going to school for music education I was going to be a music teacher um and I started my student teaching and it was right when No Child Left Behind came in and I hated it um because they were changing music class to to five thirty six o'clock in the morning before school started, or and like trying to change schedules around because music wasn't going to be a part of that core curriculum. Right. It was just going to be, uh, you know, an an ex- extracurricular activity. Yeah. And uh, and I said I'm not having fun. I hated it. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm not having fun, my students aren't having fun. I was also. Um, getting a degree in theater, I was more on the side of dramaturgy because I love researching things and just like nerding out over like length of skirts or why Shakespeare wrote this this way. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, and so it was in college that the, one of the directors said, why don't you just, why don't you just try doing this? And I, I really fell, I really fell in love with theater and performing because it gave me a chance to tell somebody else's story mm-hmm. um, and to kind of I what what I love so much about my job is in education and performance is that I get to connect people to ideas or to skills that they may not have and help them have a safe place to explore them without judgment just with support and excitement um, yeah. and that translated really well into theater and and I uh, yeah so I've been working in different aspects of theater and and performance art and and I being the the you know the dramaturgy and like loving like word I'm, I'm a word nerd yeah. like grant writing is also there yeah. so I love so it's just like I'm a jack of all trades master of none yeah, <laughs> yeah. but just I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah. just growing growing up in that and and having that safe space and support to be like no I I got this. I can yeah. do this. Yeah. Did you always know that you had talent or did somebody foster that? Did somebody, was there one person that really pushed you and encouraged you to do that, to yeah. pursue that? I think, I think there were two, two people. I only have time for one. <laughs> for no, I'm just one. kidding. Okay. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissor. Which one? Um, no, I remember um, Mrs. Wenard Babette, my middle She's school listening. music teacher. Yes. Yes. She's listening right More now. More than likely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hi, Mrs. Leonard. How are you? Um, <laughs> um, she never said anything. She kind of Jedi mind tricked it that mm. I, I was in choir and I was always in choir, but I never wanted to step out of the choir. Yeah. And she was like, I just need to hear you sing this. I might move you to alto. And so it was like during a lunchtime, like she pulled me in her classroom. Yeah. And uh, and so I sang like it was like Colors of the Wind or something like that. Um, like you do. <laughs> like you do. Um, and the next thing I knew, I was in select choir and I had a solo. 
and I would never have auditioned for that. Right. It was just, and it was just, just announced. Yeah. Just like, you're going to be in select choir now, and Jennifer is going to sing this solo. And, and you couldn't back out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, that's what Mrs. Wenard said. Okay. And yeah. just, so it was just like, it wasn't a big deal. And it wasn't like standing like at the, you know, at the, at the, the plane door that's open, like, getting ready to jump it's just like the plane just kind of went away and yeah. you just like <laughs> like wily coyote yeah. and just like well i'm here here we go and did that experience um was that a transformative experience for you or did that happen later like was that the moment that you were standing on stage and you knew okay i've got the bug i'm gonna keep doing this yeah, or, I think or that did was, it take time for that to develop i think i kind of had imposter syndrome about that like i was like people are saying i'm good Mm-hmm. I, I got confidence, like I did not spontaneously combust yeah. on, during that solo. And I was like, okay, this is good. And then I started like stepping out a little more, like auditioning for roles in high school. Yeah. Um, and my high school uh, music teacher, Jerry K., Gerald Kowalis. Also listening. Also yes. listening. Yes. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry K. <laughs> um, but uh, I, and I don't know. I, I've never, and I've never had the cojones to ask. But, um, he one day he uh, he handed me an envelope and he said, um, "I need you. Uh, there's a there's a voice teacher who wants to work with you, and I need you to give him this envelope." Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to this voice teacher and he, he opened the envelope like during our lesson and he said, "There is an anonymous benefactor who would like to pay for your voice lessons." Yeah, and. I know it's him, but I don't know, but I don't. And, and I'm so thankful for that. Like it's what pushed me to go to college for music education. Yeah. And, and I, I think that just that, that individual being like, you have something special and you need to know. Yeah. Not only am I going to say that to you and let you know, but I have skin in the game. But I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to back it. And I think that that was kind of the, the light bulb moment. Like, Oh no, I, I am good at this. So in all the shows that you've been involved in or, uh, you know, over the years or uh, what was your favorite role? What, when, oh, when did you feel the Wyatt, most? That's a hard one. Like, you know, because uh, I, I mean, in my position at the Opera House, I was always from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I was the photographer at these shows. I was the marketer. So I would yeah. be there and on stage with you guys taking pictures mm-hmm. of you like inches away from your face and uh, <laughs> thank you for not like killing me no, all I'm those times you. like um, but like I would have the privilege really to not only see the show first bef- with no audience but yeah. like it was like the best for me but also to like see the raw talent like right in front of my face like full-throated yeah. singers and all these things that I had never seen in person like that yeah uh, until I was there like what was that moment for you where you felt like the most at home on stage? Ooh. Oh, on stage. Um, oh, that's a toughie. And um, that's time. Thanks for listening <laughs> to the show this week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, yeah. Um, oof. I'd say, I'd say the moment that, that always means the most to me is when you're in the middle of a very big emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's, whether that's a good emotion or a bad emotion and you hear or feel 
the audience having that reaction with you. Yeah. That's the best feeling yeah. that it's like full community. I'm like, you get, you get what's going on. Yeah. So you it's understand. not the show. It's not the role. It's that yeah. connection really. Yeah. For you, that. Like I've had some favorite, I've had some favorite roles, but it's just that feeling is yeah. the, is the best. It's what I think that that's what the bug is. Yeah. Whether it's that connection or it's that like adrenaline. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I, I tell my students, you know, when they're like, how do you, you like, how do you not be nervous? I'm like, I'm always nervous, but but act, acting and performing is kind of like building any other muscle. The more that you work yeah. it and flex it, it's going to get be able to endure more. It's going to get stronger. And you just have to kind of repurpose that, like, I'm going to throw up in my mouth, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like nervous yeah. energy to, like, night before school starts or, like, before yeah. like day before like right before your wedding kind of yeah yeah excitement yeah. excitement nervous yeah, yeah it's kind of great yeah. you know and it's like it's something that I think everybody should have to do at one point or another in their oh, lifetime yeah. just to know that fear and excitement and adrenaline yeah like because there are a lot of people I think that walk through this life and right. never actually experience it's that like reverse undercover boss like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just step in the shoes yeah. for a second yeah <laughs> exactly well, and I think also that like having that experience of being vulnerable and either having a script that you have to say or Mm -hmm. needing to address, you know, the public or a group of people, it really, it really emphasizes empathy where it's just, you want to do your best for them. They want you to do your best for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, I think we could use a lot more of that in the world, but yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, and one of the things going back to just seeing people on stage so close up, it's like during those dress rehearsals, there's no audience. So like at the end of the number, maybe you had some issues, maybe this piece didn't get dropped in at the right time. Somebody missed their mark. Uh, maybe the music didn't start at the exact point that it was supposed to start. And you think there's no way this show is going to come together and oh, it yeah. opens tomorrow. Oh yeah. And I think... <laughs> Every show was that way for, for that I had witnessed, oh, yeah. like as just as the photographer and like program mar- you know, marketer, right? Like, <laughs> uh, is I would see these shows, the dress rehearsals, and think, how the hell are we going to open the curtain tomorrow night? Right. Uh, like, there's no way this is going to happen. And then somehow, like something magical happens. Magic. Like, can you explain that in any way? Yeah. Like, is there? Do you have some insight into no. how? And I've, I've worked in so many different like theatrical arenas, like a regional space, like here at the opera house in an equity house with Georgia Shakespeare, where they have great funding, like many, many people on cast and crew. Um, I think, (laughs) and it always, there's always at least a little bit of that in what we call our tech week, which is where it's the final week and we put everything together, costumes, music, sound, lights, actors, now COVID, um, (laughs) um, the tests, all the tests. Um, but, uh, I think it's, I think it is everybody working together as hard as they can to achieve that thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that all of those, all of those different personalities and work levels it can it it is that wobbly wheel for a while but then you get like that fine-tuned like just steam train driving by opening usually that that is yeah and and so like right now with wrong I'm kind of in that wobbly wheel I'm like did I bite off too much like this is a multi-million dollar Broadway show they have hydraulics like yeah 
how are we going to make this magic yeah. like on in our space? How and, are you going to translate this right. to this audience? And, right. and it's exciting to see it come together. And then for actors who were like, we don't quite know, but we know this is going to happen now, be able to access that. Yeah. And they can kind of fine tune their performance to that. It's It's always, yeah, just that. And then just like, celebrating that we did the thing we pulled it off is always incredible please if you're listening go see these shows support (laughs) this organization they don't it's so much more than entertainment the music lessons the summer camps Mm -hmm. porch fest all these great things pack the house which is giving back to the community not just one community group but multiple uh raising money and food and i mean it, like I said, it's so much more than entertainment. It's like get involved. Your contribution means so much, and it goes so far. Because, and I can say this with absolute assurance, every penny is stretched <laughs> as far oh, as yeah. it possibly can oh, be yeah. at the Rochester <laughs> <Opera> House. <laughs> so much so yeah. that it's not even funny. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it's like, so please, if you can, uh, support this. And, and how would they do that again? Just yeah. one more time. Come come onto our website, rochesteroperahouse.com. You can find all of our information. Phone, if you like to talk on the phone. If you abhor talking on the yeah. phone, <laughs> message us. Send us an email. Um, we are there on the other end. And we're so happy to invite you back into the theater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Jenry, so great to have you on the show. Thank know, you. Thank you. A standing invitation anytime you oh, want to come back. Maybe we should just go on the road and have our own show. Yeah. You know, this was pretty like good. Yeah. You know, we'll yeah. see. Um, How's your juggling? Yeah, they're already oh, commenting. No. Oh, Don't no. get it too far ahead of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, please come back. Let's continue to talk about this stuff. And uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show. You can subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other uh, favorite podcast apps. Uh, check out past episodes at rochesternhnews.net. Thank you again, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.